Welcome back to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, Jaylen Bowden, and we are so glad to have you here with us. You know, in our community, we talk a lot about relational learning. It's the idea that all of our learning through scripture, through experience, it all takes place within the safety of our relationship with God. That because of the cross, You and I get to have the kind of friendship with Jesus where we can always rest in his presence. And hey, I don't know about you, but those are my favorite kind of friendships. When we realize that our relationship with him is completely free from guilt and shame, our hearts become settled. We can finally rest. We can believe and receive the fullness of his love. Now that is the perfect place to learn. And the best part? is that there is no leaving this place because he has promised that he'll never leave you. He's wholeheartedly committed to our process where we're just becoming increasingly more aware of his nature within us. Let's go ahead and turn it over to Graham Cook as he explores what it means for God's newness of life to become your relational reality. The power of the finished work of the cross is astonishing. Look at what is finished. All our sin paid for. Any remnants of condemnation, gone. All of our failures, all of our lack, everything we are not is finished. And Jesus is now free to become the new man in us. All of our shame, those feelings of worthlessness or helplessness, it's all gone. It's over. It's finished. Psalm 34 says that we look to him and our faces were radiant. We never have to feel embarrassed in his presence because we're not an embarrassment to him. It is finished. God is not double-minded about your salvation. He is singularly focused on developing the only you that's alive to him, and that's the new you in Christ. He is absolutely 100% full-time, all the time, focused on who you are and who you are becoming in Jesus. And that can only make him smile. So the thought of us working on our old nature to try to make it acceptable to God, it's exactly the opposite of what he gave everything for. Dead is dead, gone is gone, finished is finished. There's no middle ground in that. The Father has no anger, no wrath, no judgment left in his heart towards you in this lifetime. Now, at the end of the age, for the people who did not choose Jesus, that's a different story. Scripture says that there will be a day of reckoning for those people. But between the cross of Christ and the end of the age, this is a time of grace. God took everything we could be judged for and he judged Jesus instead so that you could be free of it. And he has no intention of bringing it back. When we first moved to Santa Barbara, we lived in a house with a nice front lawn. And every Tuesday, very early in the morning, these wonderful men came up and down our street with their truck and they took away all of our trash. Brilliant, marvelous. But how ridiculous would it be if the next morning there was a knock on the door and one of the waste removal workers was there saying, Hey, Mr. Cook, we really love doing our job and we really enjoy taking your trash away. So we thought you might be missing it by now. But don't worry, 
we brought it back and we spread it all out on your lawn in a very nice arrangement. We're pretty sure it's all yours, but there might be some bits from your neighbours as well. We hope you enjoy what we've done with your trash. See you next week. I know, it's completely absurd. No one wants their trash back. So why would God pay an enormous price to take all your sin, all your trash away, only to bring it back for you to sort through again? It makes no sense. A religious, sin-conscious culture values changing behavior above all else. It wants us to sort through our trash and improve it. Self-help is a culture of the world, not of the kingdom. A God-conscious life is one in which we become ever more aware of the nature of God in us, rising up, renewing our minds, and restoring our spiritual vision. We see Him in the Scriptures. We encounter Him in our daily lives. We engage in conversations of prayer. And as we behold His true nature, He is transforming us into the beauty of Jesus, 2 Corinthians 3.18. As we behold him, we become like him. That's relational transformation. God is not sin conscious. He has absolute faith in the complete and finished work of Jesus on the cross. He knows the resurrection life that lives in every believer. And he loves being with you and in you as you discover Christ in you, your steadfast hope of glory. So God is not just your one-time redeemer. It's a continuing process of discovering just how great this salvation is. We have been saved into eternal life. We are being saved from our old habits and patterns that remain. And we will be saved from a lesser experience of God into greater and greater encounters with him. When you recognize that you're thinking old man thoughts, you discover that these thoughts are not compatible with who Jesus is in you right now. Don't work on those thoughts. Put them in the trash and ask for and receive a new and better thought. These old thoughts are only a habit from times past. He has created a life inside of you that is so much more wonderful than that. Beloved, on the cross, Jesus took responsibility for your sin by dying as you. The Father took responsibility for the burial of your old man in the grave. Then the Father, through his own glory, took responsibility for the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and you being raised to newness of life also. And now the Holy Spirit takes responsibility to work with you to empower his newness of life to become a relational reality and your normal spiritual experience. We're responsible for our response to his ability. When we recognize sinful habits or patterns of the old, we're responsible to respond to him, letting go of the old, embracing his goodness, and, his, and receiving his empowering grace instead. 
You know that God is never going to call you out on your behavior. He's always going to call you up into your identity in Christ. He's only ever going to speak to the new you, the true you, the one that he gave life to. Our role then is to act accordingly. That's how righteousness is supposed to be. And we get to experience it with the confidence that he has given us, past tense, everything that pertains to life and godliness. That's 2 Peter 1.3. You do that consistently by considering yourself to be dead to sin and alive to God, Romans 6.11. It's the ultimate permission. 